The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hi, this is Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. There are many life changes that can happen after divorce that make it difficult or impossible to uphold requirements of your divorce decree. The orders issued in a divorce are based on the facts presented at that time, but the circumstances used in issuing those orders can obviously change. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. Hells fans, welcome to part four and the final part of our Southwest Division preview. We've just finished up conversations with Grizz expert Mark King, J.R. Wilco of PoundingTheRock.com, and Mavs expert Josh Bow. And now we welcome our old friend Kelly Iko of EPN Houston, SB Nation Radio, the Dream Shake, and the 94 Feed Report. Kelly, you keep pretty busy, don't you? Hey, you got to hustle in this world, man. You got to hustle. I got to learn from you. I got to learn from the boss. Oh, get out of here, man. Nobody works as hard as you do. So happy for you, man. Congratulations all around. This is all such great stuff. You guys can follow him at Kelly Ico NBA. And Kelly, let's dive right on into Houston Rockets basketball. We've had a bit busy offseason, but you guys have probably... Who am I and how am I feeling? I'm Clive Owen and I'm great, thanks. What if businesses could really understand how their customers feel, act on it, and make them feel better? It's a thing. It's SAP Experience Management. For more, go to sap.com slash XM. We have uh, having even more uh, to go along with the Chris Paul yeah. stuff. You've got yeah. Carmelo happening every day. Uh, let's just get the mellow stuff out of the way before we get to anything else. Frank Isola of the New York Daily News reported Wednesday that Anthony was cautiously optimistic that the Rockets and Knicks would be able to complete a trade by Monday. Uh, Woj stays true to his report that Melo will not waive his no-trade clause to join the Blazers. Scott Perry left Melo's name out when addressing the media. Is Melo about to become a Rocket? Uh, and if so, what will the Rockets be sending con- to compensate the Knicks other than, like, Ryan Anderson? Wow. Well, this thing has been on the two-yard line, as you know, for, like, how many weeks? So, for a while, talks had died down between the teams, and then they picked back up. I'm guessing, from what I heard before, Portland was rumored to be the third team, you know, but then I'm guessing at some point they were like, hey, we can get Melo too. So screw that. We're not going to help y'all, you know? So this thing has just been going on for a long time. And I don't know. Monday is media day for the Knicks. And I don't think they would want to have him answering any awkward questions, you know? So they need to get a deal done. His family wants to get a deal done quickly just so everybody can move forward. And as far as what we would be sending them, apart from Rhino, it would probably be maybe Chinanu Onwaku, like maybe Isaiah Taylor, a mixture of those partially guaranteed deals, maybe some second-round picks for whoever the third team is. Because I don't think at this point we can do a straight two-team deal. I don't think the the Mavericks. 
Yeah, and I think you already gave your 2018 first to to the Clippers, so yeah. you'd have to go to 2020 to to dish out another first round pick. It's a mess, really. It is but a mess. I never count out Daryl Moore because he always has something up his sleeve. Like yes, he. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. But uh, last season, the Rockets finished 55 and 27. Let's get to your boys. Uh, good enough for third in the West. They fell in round two to the Spurs after tying up 2-2 before losing the final two. Game six was pretty decisive, 114 and seven to 75, about a 30-point difference there. And national media outlets, again, criticized Harden for sort of checking out and compared it to uh, some of the playoff performances from the past with Dwight Howard, uh, a la when Josh Smith led that comeback, I don't even know how many years ago. Uh, oh, yeah, D'Antoni had a great year, 2-6 men of the year finalist. James Harden finished second in MVP voting. Talk about the mood of your city heading into the offseason and their reaction to that playoff finish. Well, I can tell you from one thing, the mood of the city after that game was terrible. Like, to the thousands of hundreds, whatever, of fans watching the game, it felt as if we just got so far and then just gave up, you know? Yeah, I know. I, I get that. I know the game five ending was, like, demoralizing because – if you go back and watch that game, we really should have sealed that game away before overtime. And the fact that we let it get to overtime and then for Harden to get blocked the way he did by Ginobili, who everyone's always compared him to because of the way they play, and then that carried over to game six where he didn't take even – he didn't even take a lot of shots in the first half or whatever. I think it was like two for 11 or something. So um, it was really – it was a dark time. And then all of a sudden, bam, see the Rockets get Chris Paul. And then, bam, we, we hear about the Carmelo thing. And then we get P.J. Tucker. And then we get Luke Rashad and Baramute. And then just a bunch of new moves to re-energize the crowd and to sell the team. That was also a big question mark because we didn't know if Yao Ming was going to put a group together. Would the Kemba Mutombo put a group together? Would but a Chinese buyer get it, and then in the end, it was sold to Thomas Partida, which is good because he's a local, and he loves the city. So right now, all we can do is wait on the two-yard line for Carmelo, if he's here or not. With Tillman Fertitta, he's uh, 100% behind Daryl Morey, or is he going to want his own general manager at some point? Um, As far as Morey is concerned, he is 100% behind him. I'm not sure about... Um, Tad Brown, though. I'm not sure about that because what I was told was if Bertita or um, Masters Mack had bought the team, he was going to look to bring in his own, like, executive. So it'll be interesting to see if Tad Brown keeps his job or is on the unemployment line. Definitely. There would be a lot of teams lining up to secure him. Let's uh, go back and talk Chris Paul. He left L.A. to join the Rockets. Uh, A somewhat surprising move in its own right because he passed up the five-year, $205 million deal that he pretty much negotiated for himself at the collective bargaining agreement. He uh, forced his way to Houston, even sending Pat Beverly, Sam Decker, Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, and a first-round pick in the deal. Tell me your reaction to the move, and do you think the Rockets gave up too much for someone – they would have gotten anyway, but just had to make the salaries work? Um, at first, I thought we'd give up a lot, considering the fact that we threw in Trez and Decker. And I was like, 
Uh, I don't know. But Moore was able to bring in some more pieces to, like, make up for those losses. So we lost Decker and um, Trez and Bev. But we also gained Chris Paul. We also bring back Troy Williams, which is an exciting young prospect. We also picked up two dope wings and PJ and Luke, which will help us on the defensive side, which we really need. And yeah, it was just like he he was able to make up for the loss and then some. That that was, that was what shocked me. I didn't think he'd be able to do that. <laughs> Yeah, you guys did really well this summer, uh, getting, as you mentioned, P.J. Tucker and Luke Richard Mabamut. Uh, you also gained the rights to Tim Quarterman in the Clippers deal. Now, I know that uh, I'd expect Mike D'Antoni to stagger the lineup so that one of uh, James Harden and CP3 is always on the floor. But even so, talk talk about your rotations a little bit. Obviously, behind uh, Chris Paul, James Harden, uh, Trevor Ariza, Ryan Anderson, and Clint Capella, whoever your starters are, you've got some version of Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker, Mabah Moots, Nene, and even, as you mentioned, Troy Williams. Who are you expecting to start, and who do you expect to be the, the second lineup at, off the bench? Okay. Um, as of today, I expect the starting lineup to be CP3, Harden, Ariza, Ryan Anderson, and Clint. And then the backup or the reserves would be Nene at Big. Um, PJ Tucker at the four, Luke Rashard at the three. Well, those two are interchangeable, but those will be the three and the four. Two is Eric Gordon, and the one right now I'm leaning towards Bobby Brown. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to bring in someone else because apart from him, we also have Isaiah Taylor, but I don't think he's ready to be like he's not there yet, but he'll get some minutes. Um, I don't know. There, there was, there was, there was slipping around Isaiah Cannon. There was some whispers about that. Um, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, because on that second lineup, obviously there's going to be some version of uh, either CP3 or James Harden leading the second lineup. But uh, of Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker, Luke Mabamu, and Nene, and possibly even Troy Williams, it looks like. Eric Gordon might be the one running that second unit, which uh, he's certainly capable of getting his own shot, but uh, I've never really seen him running an offense. So, oh, uh, something I need to add. Um, Dantoni said he would stagger um, Chris Paul's and Jim Harden's minutes. So at all times or almost all times, there's going to be a true playmaker on the floor. So, Excellent stuff. Good. So. So their minutes will still be up in the in the mid to late thirties, even in uh, Chris Paul's quickly advancing age. I'm not sure how old he is, but he's definitely approaching his uh, mid thirties. Thirty two, thirty three. Yeah, so he's not uh, that far up there. Let's let's talk a bit more about them because they are the centerpiece of your of your franchise, and uh, they're going to be the engines that drive you guys into the playoffs this season. James Harden moves to point guard now uh, after enjoying his best year under Mike D'Antoni and finishing second in the MVP voting in a very close race, finishing with 29, 11, and 8 on 44 and 35. Everybody knows Chris Paul has a, a, a big alpha dog type gene in him. How are these two going to work together, and how quickly do you think it comes together? Oh, it's like, I don't know if you've been watching this this offseason, but it's amazing. It's like, a, like they have been together all the time. Chris Paul is like a big brother to James because at times – James could be like 
he needed that other presence in his ear. You know, he's not that age where Chris Paul is. Where uh, Chris Paul's no jokes anytime. You saw him doing the Clippers work. Blake sometimes they would get mad because he's always so serious. And I'm in the mindset that if we had Chris Paul last year against the Spurs game six, someone that could get in Harden's ear and convince him to get ready to go, we would have been good to go for game six. I feel like not us not having that vocal leader is what was keeping us back because Harden isn't the most vocal of leaders. I mean, he, he did make strides this year in terms of getting the team together, putting on the same page, the weight, the workouts, I mean, um, just everyone coming together, but we still needed that veteran presence. That's what Chris so- so you're saying that with the addition of Chris Paul, you guys can go toe-to-toe with uh, – last season, I, I had the Spurs and the Warriors as as very closely linked. I thought the two of them could have gone to seven games. I was so – as we all were, so disappointed to see Kawhi Leonard go down. I thought the Spurs were, were the best team in the NBA to potentially foil the Warriors uh, right alongside the Cleveland Cavaliers. But you're saying now that with the addition of Chris Paul, you put – the Rockets right up there with the Spurs. How good do you expect the Rockets to be this year? Tell me how many how many games you expect them to win, where they finish in the West, and if you think they're good enough to challenge the Warriors. Okay. Wins. Um, there are a bunch of guys on Twitter, like some really smart analytical guys that have all these models and projections, like, and, and they can give you, like, an exact number. Um... My projection is somewhere between 58 and 59 wins. We had 55 last year. 58, 59. Um, we're right up there with San Antonio. Golden State, no. If we hit Carmelo, then we have a shot at, I wouldn't say dethroning them, but we can hold our own as far as scoring points in the series with them. Because if you have Chris Ball, Carmelo, and James Harden, or even the other shooters are going to score points. But <clears throat> as constructed right now, we'll be a good team, but we'll still need that last star, if you will, with the big three. So you, you think you still need to add Carmelo before you can yeah. truly directly yeah. challenge the Warriors? Yeah. Cool. And I, I think uh, I think he's somewhere around 25. I think he uh, signed a five-year, $124 million deal a couple of years ago. So to match salaries, Ryan Anderson and uh, somebody else to match salaries, we already touched on that. But uh, with that addition, you think the Rockets really challenged the Western Conference without Carmelo Anthony, with just the guys you guys have right now. Do you think you yeah. guys have a legitimate shot at taking down the Spurs or the Warriors in the playoffs? The Spurs is more different. All right. All right, man. Let's get to our Pelicans. You guys embarrassed us when we had the national media spotlight over us directly after the Boogie Cousins trade, 129 to 99. And ultimately, it wasn't that close. But uh, two weeks later, a boogie-less Pels team surprised the Rockets to the tune of 128 to 112 with the help of a career day from Solomon Hill, who did something to the tune of 37 rebounds, six. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't think anybody was as shocked as Pelicans fans. You guys might have been surprised, but you couldn't have been more than us. Uh, now he's out six to eight months with a hamstring tear, so you don't have to worry about him. The final matchup, when the Pels had everything to play for, saw us losing 107-117. and But both teams are vastly different from that from then. The Pelicans replaced Tim Frazier with Rondo. We added Ian Clark, Tony Allen, Darius Miller to the group. You guys obviously have CP3, Mabah Moots. You lost Lou I think I lost you, Kelly. Kelly, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I'm, here, I'm here. Okay, go for it. Did you hear the question? Uh, the last thing I heard was Ian Clark. All right, so, sorry. Uh, so basically, uh, what? how do you expect these two teams to stack up now with all the changes that have taken place on their well, first matchup on December 11th? It's going to be much harder because now you guys have a full offseason to work with Boogie and Anthony. Just, I feel like last season it was like a, just plugged them in and said, Go do your thing. Now you have Rondo. Maybe you can get a healthy Drew Holiday. Uh, Ian Clark was a very underrated pickup for you guys. And Darius Miller. Um, I, I saw y'all signed Tony Allen. Is that, is, that, is that a thing? Yeah, we absolutely did. Uh, we also brought back Dante Cunningham. So with Solomon Hill's loss, there's a, there's a debate going on in New Orleans about who's going to start at the three between Tony Allen or... Uh, or Dante Cunningham, but even should Tony Allen come off the bench, they'd probably put him against whoever's on the floor between Chris Paul and James Harden and uh, try to slow those guys down. Very annoying. Yeah. Y'all, yeah. the, the Pelicans have a bright future. Like, I could, honestly, I could see them get to the 8th, 7th seed, maybe. Yeah, health, health for meeting. That's, that's, that's the biggest thing. Because yeah, so right now, like, yeah. yeah, it's kind of a battle between your uh, your backcourt and our frontcourt. Uh, Capella matches up nicely with Anthony Davis. Uh, he's very athletic, good rim protector. But uh, last matchup, we saw Boogie Cousins match up really well against Ryan Anderson and took advantage of him. Um, would you expect the the Rockets to throw some version of Maba Moot or uh, PJ yeah. Tucker? At Boogie yep. Cousins? Yep, PJ. They're going to stick PJ on them. They're going to try their best. They're going to try their best. Boogie is an animal, but we're going to throw whatever we got. And how do you think PJ Tucker's going to fare against Boogie? Uh, I haven't watched a lot of PJ Tucker's game to be uh, truthful. Uh, I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll give him a hard bite. Um, but, I mean, ultimately, this is a scorer's league, and Boogie is a scorer, so he's going to get his points one way or the other. He's just too big. And. Well, it'll, it'll be it'll be fun, but Boogie can't beat us by himself. So that, that, that's the thing. Like whenever you come into these kind of games where you know there's a clear advantage with you guys in the front court, all you have to think of is, okay, these guys are gonna get their points. Where are the other points coming from? That's what we're gonna work on on neutralizing the shooters. Don't let them get hot because then everything's messed up. If you let Anthony and the markets get going, then you start sending help, then they kick it off to shooters, and they start hitting three. That's how you get down 12, 15 points in the game. So it was, it, this should be some good games, some good games. 
Yeah, and CP3 loves switching on to bigger guys, and he's been successful in his career doing that. James Harden is, in all likelihood, I would think, going to be matched up against Drew Holiday. There's going to be some version of Rondo and Holiday on CP3 and Harden uh, for the majority of the game. How how successful do you think uh, your two backcourt guys are going to be against Rajon Rondo, who at his apex was a great defensive player, uh, has taken a step back since then, but Drew Holiday is still a pretty nasty defender. How how uh, much do you think your backcourt takes advantage of ours? Well, our backcourt projects to average close to 50 points. So, Drew Holiday and Rondo are some bold. Drew Holiday is a very engaged ball defender. Um, Rondo, too, when he wants to be. So, I mean... I expect Harden and them to get their points, but it's about the efficiency, you know. How many shots is it going to take to get those points? Whereas on a normal day, it might take, if you're playing Brooklyn, maybe it'll take you 12 shots. But when you're playing New Orleans, it might take you 16, 17, 18 shots. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's all about how much you have to work to get those same points. All right, Kelly, that's it for now. Thank you so much. Uh, Kelly is once again a uh, representative of ESPN Houston, SB Nation Radio, The Dream Shake, and the 94 Feet Report. Uh, Kelly, tell our listeners about some of your work uh, that you hope that they'll check out. Um, Well, okay, you guys can check out my Trevor Reza article. Daryl Morey actually read it and retweeted it, so that was pretty cool. Um, Apart from that, I have a Carmelo article. I have a... Just go, just go on um, ESPN 975 or Medium or 94 Feet or The Dream Shake. All my stuff is there. So I just do a lot. And I got stuff coming for y'all, too. Pelican fans. Awesome. Uh, I've been Preston Ellis, and this is the final piece of our Southwest Division series. I sadly will not be podcasting again until the season starts because I'm getting married here pretty soon and hopefully salvaging Uh-oh. our honeymoon. I know, right? Uh, our honeymoon was supposed to be in Puerto Rico. So uh, at least we will be based in America now. We're probably, I don't know what we're going to figure out, but uh, we're probably not going to travel to the Caribbean after everything that's going on down there. So who knows? Maybe there will be a podcast or two from the honeymoon. Uh, but best wishes to everybody in Puerto Rico. Uh, complete devastation what's happening hey, down there. Our prayers and thoughts are with you guys. What's that? Congrats on your upcoming uh, Thanks, man. It has been stressful to say the least between appeasing all the family members, uh, my bachelor party being a disaster because of the hurricane, and uh, now with everything happening in Puerto Rico, our honeymoon's being rerouted. So, uh, man, just just get me to the church on time. Uh, but I will be back in full force. <laughs> I will be back in full force once the season starts. In the meantime, keep your eyes locked onto birdrise.com. And if you like the pod and you want to uh, do us one more favor and maybe give me a wedding present, hit that retweet button when you see the pod floating around on Twitter. Give it a five-star rating. That'll be your gift to me. Thank you guys so much. Let's get excited. It's almost basketball time. Are you pumped, Kelly? I'm excited. It's been way too long. It's been too long, man. It's been, yeah, it's been an active off season, uh, but, but I'm ready to get to the games, man. Uh, I'm, I'm so pumped. Our roster looks so different. Your roster looks so different. There's possibilities for everybody. Everybody's O and O right now. Uh, you know, let's, let's just get to it. Let's get to that hardwood and let's, uh, let's see some hoops, man. Hey, I'm in the viewing. Can't wait. Let's do it. All right. Let's go pals.
Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> all right. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.